Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Support you. Here's where we help ground you and keep your mental health good yes. and yep. support the well-being of your group as you take charge because we can't do it alone and often the spaces that we do have to go in to speak truth to power are very harsh mm. and are very unkind yes. and we need older generations to be behind us to help us navigate those harmful spaces. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. We're here at the Social Enterprise World Forum in Brisbane, 2022, with a very special guest today. She's actually just opened day two of the World Forum. Her name is India Miro Logan Riley. And India was raised in the Heratonga Plains, which is a bountiful place circled by mountains and the rising Pacific Ocean. They're currently working as the climate justice organizer at Action Station, a multi-issue campaigning organization. India's pathway into the climate justice movement was through the Maori heritage space, and lived experience of climate injustice. India is a co-founder of Te Arawatu, an indigenous youth climate justice organization, bringing expertise from advocating at UN sessions, as well as working at the grassroots level and driven by a passion for supporting young people in their aspirations for climate justice and collective liberation. They dream of resilient communities where everyone is safe, and joyful. So India, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the podcast today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. So kicking things off India, what was it that led to your passion in activism? (laughs) I actually get asked this question a lot. They're like, why are you in the climate change space? Why are you in activism? And I'm like, why not? Why not? Just look around. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other like way that you know we can do things really i think for me like being maori being indigenous it's also like there's a long legacy of resistance and activism there and so it's just part of my work is to like step into that and to ensure as well that ideally future generations don't have to do this kind of activism that we do our job so well that we get to like have that joyful time yeah uh, yeah. and hopefully like a decade or two's time Yeah. yeah totally so i mean this has led into a lot of your work with action station as well tell us more about your work in general and 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 the sort of initiatives you're involved with the campaigns and how it's all been unfolding yeah I mean action station is a really incredible organization I think because it, it works across multiple issues and so we look at economic fairness family well-being climate justice and honoring tetiriti yeah. so the treaty that Māori signed with the crown back in 1840 and it means that we get to work across some really cool campaigns but we also get to collaborate them and use them to enhance each other and so Beautiful. things that we've worked on in the past is like 
like um, prison abolition and reform, um, working in the justice space, working in the sexual harm space and mm. looking to see better policies and support in that area. Yep. Um, we're working on like visioning projects, so you know, colouring the detail of the world that we want and yes. making sure that those visions come specifically from communities who've been shut out of decision making and shut out of visioning spaces. Um, and then we also work on like local campaigns. So we work with community campaigners to run petitions and that kind of thing to stop a waste incineration plant from being built or to get more mental health service support mm. or um, get better ways to treat our bio waste than just throwing them in the harbour or something like that. Sure. So we work across a lot of stuff and it's a, it's a really cool team. Yeah. There's a lot of different activities there, lots of different projects. Mm. And I'm sure you're starting to find a few sort of key learnings or lessons that are coming out of the space that that really are there that you know I suppose have been learnt through doing the hard yards mm -hmm. right so if you were to to continue on what are some of those key lessons that you sort of keep at the forefront of your mind yeah I think the first one is like have a team um, and it can be hard to have a team sometimes especially if you like disagree on a political yeah. thing and have yeah. some arguments and you're like oh, I hate that person now and <laughs> Actually, we've got to figure out those relationships and be able to come together and, and heal whatever nasty words were said and yeah. figure out how to move forward on that. I think the other thing is like partnering well. So mm. with those, we don't hold a lot of the expertise in-house. We yes. work with other lived experience and expert organizations to uplift their campaigns as well. And so like the people's report on the justice system was done in coordination with the public health team at a university. And so... Yeah. We bring the tools, but it's being able to like humble ourselves and say, like, ask those questions of like, actually, what is this issue and how does it affect people? And yes. How do we be good allies? You know, how do I show up for other people mm. as well as asking them to show up for my communities? And I think another part of that is like being able to stumble a bit and respectfully be able to call each other in and correct each other at the same time. I think is is really important. And then the other one is like, this is. As heavy as the subjects are, like this is the good work mm. and this is the, the, the appropriate work that we yeah. should be doing and yeah. that's such an honour as well. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. There's lots of lessons in there. Mm -hmm. If you were to give some advice, so young people out there seeking to get out there and create that change because they see the climate change around them, they know that we need to be taking action yesterday, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Yeah, I think first it's finding a group, and if there isn't a group, make one with your friends. Um, I think, you know, we have to do this in little collectives rather than just singular people, and yeah. I think particularly in the media economy that we live in and, like, the capitalist narratives that we live in, like, a single saviour is, like, a really desirable narrative but it's like not true like yes. I, I really think about like um, the story of Rosa Parks who sat in like the white part of mm. the public transport and actually like she was planted there yeah. and that was organized by a bunch of activists to kind of you know create a bit of a wedge issue to generate the conversation and yes. so it, it wasn't a singular hero moment even though she was so brave to do that mm. she also had a team around her that then strategized and figured this work out I will say other part of that equation is like as much as more young people being in this space is like so necessary I'm so proud of the young people are stepping up and like being like you know what I should be in school but like we're gonna take this on with more like tenacity and bravery than our decision makers but the other side of that is like what are older generations doing to open up channels for young people to lead and so often that's like 
you know, cushioned by like, oh, that's just like your asks are very practical or they're not very realistic. And yeah. it's like, actually, if you're, you're all about young people, then you're going to like just be like, here's some resource for you to run with it. And yeah. here's where we support you. Here's where we help ground you and keep your mental health good yes. and yeah. support the well-being of your group as you take charge because we can't do it alone and often the spaces that we do have to go in to speak truth to power are very harsh mm. and are very unkind yes. and we need older generations to be behind us to help us navigate those harmful spaces mm. yeah. some wonderful advice and yeah and obviously comes from it from deep experience so what are what other initiatives projects you know things are happening out there that you believe are creating some fantastic work outside of what you're doing yeah, I mean, I can't talk about uh, positive impact without, you know, shout out to all my activists and campaigners out there, especially yeah. like youth organizations. I was actually just at PowerShift here in Brisbane in the weekend. And so Australian Youth Climate Coalition and SEED coming together to talk about what they're doing. And I think that was just really amazing because through working with local communities and through working with unions and workers, um, they've managed to achieve some really beautiful impacts. and. That's just, yeah, a group of young people coming together being like, we're going to do this. Yeah. And I do also think it's important to highlight the unseen work and the uncelebrated work of like just communities pulling their resources and helping each other. You know, I think of indigenous yeah. communities, people of color, you know, poor communities who are just like doing the really unglamorous work yes. that yeah. keeps us going, you know, mm. like making the food or mowing the lawns at the community hall or something like that. You know, that's that's the positive impact as well because it's, it's that background work that lets the front work happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's, it's fan, fantastic insights there. Tell us about some books or resources though because the, the listeners now you know, are able to click on this article and, and click on through to all these things. Mm-hmm. Are there any particular things that have stood out for you in the last year or two or you know, perhaps even earlier that you'd like to recommend? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, history books in general love a good history book, especially about like political movements and that kind of thing. I can't think of any specifically off the top of my head, but um, there's some really good ones out there. There's a lot of really good resources by a sport from a small publishing house called Loam or Loam Love, as they sometimes call themselves. They do really handy books like which provide insight into the climate crisis and the power dynamics within it, as yep. well as like helpful resources for how do you get your community prepared for mm. in an emergency. What you know paperwork do you need to have photocopied that's in your go bag for when you need to get away from a flood or a fire or something like that? Because sure. that's the reality of the world that we're living in. Yes. Yeah. I think also shout out to the work by like Adrienne Marie Brown, um, who's doing really beautiful stuff around supporting our community cultures internally to make sure we're taking care of each other. And I think my favorite podcast at the moment is um, Maintenance Phase, um, which is um, the co-hosts are really amazing, like activists and journalists, and they do deep dives into um, like diet fads and oh, debunking wow. them but what's really interesting is they go like down into other layers and they look at the way that like capitalist economies impact our well-being they also look at you know what are the ways in which we're internalizing fat phobia or doing moral policing around self-care and stuff like that and it's just it's nice to get out of the little climate change window for a bit and hear yes. about other issues as well as like 
the charisma and like sassiness is yeah. is really good. Yeah. Oh, there's some there's some great resources there. So we'll throw links into the article so you can click on through. But India, you had a really special and and just such informative and, and heartwarming session this morning at, at the World Forum. So thanks so much and. You know, having you on the podcast is a, is a real treat. So thanks again for your time, your insights, and all the hard work that you've been doing over the years. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.